talking about lead. Hey, hey. Fire up that stogie when the deal is done. Short fuse, black cat, everybody run. Linebacker when they bring the house. Welcome to Lit with Larry. I'm Larry. And I'm Jesse, and I'm getting lit. So, Larry, another week here. It's January 31st, 2020. It's a hazy day in downtown Lexington, kind of cold out. Um, we've got a lot going on this week, a lot of movement uh, and, and different things like that. But let's go ahead and get started. So today we are drinking champagne. And the champagne of bottled beer, a can of Miller High Life. So Larry is Larry's too cheap to, to get, champ- <laughs> get real champagne, so that's what he's drinking, the... Uh, Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, what I drank in high school for $3.24 for a six-pack. Right, and I still drink uh, Anheuser-Busch Natural Light for the same amount of money. So um, the topic today, uh, in honor of Jesse, is leaving. Our, our, our friend Jesse is uh, leaving our Base 110 co-working space. Uh, co- shout out to uh, Tim, Randall, and Meredith. Uh, and he is moving down the street, a mere half a mile, uh, to go back to where he started from and made all his vast riches. <laughs> so uh, instead of, uh, of uh, beer, <laughs> Jesse's going to have champagne. So I actually was in my, with my previous job, uh, was based in Columbus, Georgia, and I was down there last week doing some transition work and uh, an end of the year, ce- well, I guess beginning of the year celebration party that, that they do every year. And they gave me a bottle of Corbell California Champagne Brute. Um, this is one of these little half bottles. I don't know that I've ever drank one of these before. Um, but Larry, let's get lit. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not even a pop-up. I need a... <laughs> All right, well, a little technical difficulties here, but we'll get this thing open and we'll be able to taste it pretty soon. So, Jesse, what's going on around here? Well, the like I mentioned, it's January 31st, so I'll give you a couple of... Uh, you want to start with today in history or you want to do um, what national day it is? Well, let's do national day because there's been a lot of stuff going on this week. So the national, well, this is like the cheesy national holidays that we always do. So this isn't necessarily as exciting as maybe what you're thinking of. But so today is backwards day. Um, so when I read that, I thought maybe, maybe for once Larry will p- prepare a little content for this podcast. But I'm looking over there. There are absolutely no new, no notes, no preparation. So, but I uh, have the Google in a computer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, boomer. <laughs> so it's National Backwards Day. Uh, the uh, the theme there, I guess, is to let your imagination take you in a different direction today. Uh, it's also National Hell Freezing Over Day. Woohoo! So um, for people in the Northern Hemisphere, this is one of the supposedly one of the coldest days of the year. And so the theme of this day was just it's so cold that hell could freeze over. Um, I'll save a couple of the. The comments, uh, the national days for later in this podcast, or maybe when we do our next episode, because some of them are pretty funny as well. But yeah. the topic of today is leaving. Uh, I, I am finishing one chapter of my life and one job, and, and switching jobs. But um, yeah, let's, Larry, uh, I, I understand. 
Let's have a... Uh, yeah. let's, Producer uh, JB finally got that bottle open, so we'll go ahead and start drinking on this first, first round of champagne. And I think all of the rounds for Larry are just going to be the same thing. He's got a six-pack of <laughs> six pack 16 of ounce, ounce high lives to drink, so he's definitely going to get lit here. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. So the theme of the day is leaving. So, Larry, uh, I think you had mentioned maybe you have some interesting leaving stories, whether it be... Oh, JB, producer JB does not like the champagne. Uh, so what, what are some interesting leaving stories you have, whether it be career-wise, or I know you've moved around the country quite a bit. Yep. Um, you came off the boat from Korea, you know, things like that. Yeah, you know, not, not only leaving, but I'm a lefty, so I've left most of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Larry's drunk. And so... Uh, like, yeah. you're really left-handed, or you're, like, burning? No, I'm literally left-handed. Um which is a story onto itself I'm not going to get into because my dad was, as I am, uh, baptized, confirmed a Roman Catholic, and uh, it was a sin to be left-handed. But uh, my really? mom, being Korean, uh, had no such notions that uh, the, the devil resided on the left. Uh, as no, we know, President Trump today. has told us that's the case. But um, so um, I thought I w- I've, got, I've got a bunch of stories of leaving uh, things, places, people, but I thought the, the interesting one today that I would share being in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, as a boomerang, having been here in the 80s and now back in the aughts, the 20s, was the I, key, got ma- I got married here. The key of that is boomer. Yeah, boomer, <laughs> thank you. So I got married uh, here in Lexington, Kentucky, to uh, a fine woman, Sandra. And we got married on, God bless that he gave me an easy date, uh, 7 7 uh, that would be 1990, not 1890, <laughs> Jesse. Thank you very much. And uh, for those of you that know anything about the Kentucky region, uh, it should have been a hot, sweltering, ugly day in the summer. But uh, we had a beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, got married um, at the Good, uh, Good Shepherd Church. Uh, so you married... You married a little bit later in life, I would say, for that I time. I did. For your yeah. age, anyways. Yeah, very much so. I was. Uh, I think I was all of 35. I should probably know that. How many kids do you have by then? Uh, by then, <laughs> none that I knew of, but probably three or four in many states. <laughs> but uh, So we got, uh, we got married here. That would mean that you had three or four female suitors, and I just don't believe that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> three, three or four a week, you meant. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, but, the, but the story, which I'll eventually get to, about leaving has to do with uh, I swore up and down to my soon-to-be wife that I would not drink or get drunk that day uh, until the wedding was over. So that meant that I was dry at the ceremony, short uh, little bit of uh, wine, you know, um, that we had with the, uh, with the, uh, the cup of salvation. And then for a three and a half hour uh, reception, uh, I was dry, and it kind of killed me. <laughs> so you weren't allowed to drink at your reception either. No, I didn't, I, I swore that I would not get drunk until. Was alcohol served there? Yes, tons of it. And my best man and her best women uh, were totally lit <laughs> because obviously they were friends of ours. But uh, other than the ceremonial toast, I had no uh, alcohol for the better part of a half a day. And, um, and so uh, at the, uh, at the uh, dismissal at about 10 p.m., uh, my, uh, 
best man came up with a uh, carafe full of vodka, of which they continued to pour into glasses and egg me on to be drinking it. And then, which was somewhat of a tradition, as in two of my best men before me, uh, had jumped into a swimming pool, uh, conveniently located at the reception, uh, uh, full up with our tuxes and other accoutrements that we did take off our shoes. So we proceeded to jump in the pool and what, get totally was wasted. Here in Lexington? The, yeah, it's the... Um, the uh, UK alumni facility, Spindletop. Spindletop. Thank you very much, JB. Uh, Spindletop. So uh, Sandra is an alum of UK, and uh, also a uh, sorority uh, girl. So um, they have a pool, and we jumped in. Uh, so, but the story of leaving that I've slowly crept up to because I'm not yet drunk is that uh, because I started drinking at so ten. So what you're saying. <laughs> What you're saying is that when you drink, you tell shorter stories. We exactly. know that that's the opposite of the truth. Okay. You start drinking. We're only on the third episode, Jesse. I'm going to interrupt know? a story lots of times. So, so many holes. So you said you started drinking at 10 a.m. today? Ten p- no, I started drinking 10 p.m. on my wedding day. Today, I started drinking, I think it was closer to 1. But who's watching? So um, the point was, since I started drinking at 10... And ended up leaving back to the hotel around 2 a.m. I woke up at 6 a.m. to go to the airport. We drove, uh, Sandra's dad drove us to uh, Cincinnati for our honeymoon. And uh, I was not hungover. I was still drunk, flat out drunk. So about halfway up to Cincinnati to CVG, as we'd call it, I had him pull over as I puked my guts out for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and then you <laughs> so, got on the plane to go where? Did I miss so, that? No. So we boarded the plane, a, a first-class ticket uh, on Delta to Hawaii, to Maui. And uh, at which point I walked into the airplane. Uh, you all uh, know that I've got a face built for radio, so you can't see this. But the stewardess on the Delta flight looked at me and said in a questioning way, hello. And I said, yeah, I got married last night. And uh, she, of course, lit up and proceeded to feed me about another 20 ounces or so of alcohol in a four-hour flight <laughs> and then gave us a doggy bag. So I had more liquor oh, God. from L.A. to Hawaii. So She gave you a liquor do- doggy bag. A liquor doggy bag. I mean, seriously. I mean, champagne, some vodka bottles, and a nice little, little hair bag. Of the dog I mean, she was hysterical. I mean, because I was totally... White. In 2020, I don't think that's legal. I don't think they would be allowed to they do would that. Not do, they totally would not do that nowadays. But We're, that was 1990, July. Did you still smoke on a plane in 1990, or what did that Yes, go? you could still smoke. We were, we were in first class, but and at that point, I was still smoking, and she smoked occasionally, but it was not a, not a problem. But, yeah, you know, it's interesting that uh, the first class people uh, – in the section was still much like the, it is today. And so you would, uh, the last row of first class, which was like five or six seats, was in fact the smoking row, which was very weird. Because nowadays, you know, you smell smoke for most of us that live in totally non-smoking environments. Uh, you know, notice that. But anyways, 
So, but but I've rambled on, and so Jesse, to talk about your leaving. You're you're leaving us here. Beer, it's, wine. It's bittersweet. <laughs> I'm just moving down the road. Everybody thinks that I'm falling off the face of the earth here, and I have to come back at least once a week to do the podcast with you and producer JB. You know, I are longtime friends, so I'm sure I'll be back to hang out with him a little bit. Um, but I am leaving a company. I'm leaving an industry that I've been in for 13 years, let's just say that, um, and I'm moving to, long story, but I worked for a startup before we were sold to our competitor, so for the past 20 months, I've worked to a competitor, uh, for, a, for a competitor that, uh, you know, I spent six years trying to, I don't devour their business, I don't know, I've been, I've competed with them pretty hard, I, I was a pretty... Was and am a pretty hardcore salesperson, I would say. My uh, current supervisor, previous supervisor, has called me tenacious, um, which I accept that compliment <laughs> as a person who, who likes to be who likes sales. I think that's a great compliment. But I'm going back to work uh, for another startup. It's called PayHOA.com. So I'll throw PayHOA. PayHOA.com. So I'll throw this out here as a plug. But the new company does payment processing and uh, management for HOA communities and rent management companies who deal with HOAs. So, so HOA uh, stands for? Homeowners Associations. So if you're a Homeowners Association president and one of our uh, listeners out there, you can look me up. But I'm excited about it. I'm, there are currently three full-time employees, including the owner, um, and one part-time employee. So I'll be going in as the head of sales, you know, director of sales, and taking over all of those responsibilities, and hopefully we'll grow a team and eventually sell, and I will work for a different competitor at that time. Um, but the the current company that I work for has been great. It was a we've had our ups and downs for sure over the road, but working for you know being being bought by someone and then working for a competitor. Uh, you know, I've never had to do anything like that, but I think it was a great experience for me, and I really came to like a lot of those folks down there in Georgia. And so I heard tell that you left uh, the old company with a really big parting gift today. I did. Yeah, I, I, thought, you I, sa- I thought you saved the account. Oh, I did. I, well, I helped, I helped save an account today. Yeah, I did. I, in, the, in the 11th hour, I uh, got on with one of my clients that was in my portfolio, they had some contract issues and were talking about leaving. And I hopped on a call and used my relationship with the, the client more than anything to do what I could to, to see if they're going to stay. I don't know if it's completely saved yet. Uh, I don't know if I wouldn't have been on the call. Right. Somebody else wouldn't have done it, but I uh, tried to use my influence there. And I, I think it went pretty well and um, we'll see how it goes. But I hope, I hope they do stick with that company. Uh, I think it's, it, it'll be good for him. Yeah, so, you know, the thread here is leaving with love. That's you right. Know, we're uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to leave with love. You know, and think about the, uh, the next uh, uh, podcast. Uh, we're looking forward, you know, we're uh, Lit Wit Larry, L-I-T-W-I-T-L-A-R-R-Y at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, I'm going to put up a website, I think, this weekend. Uh, because the Super Bowl is going to be a blowout with Kansas City just crushing the 49ers. And uh, so uh, we'll uh, post that on the next podcast, uh, but uh, it'll probably be litwitlarry.com. Well, I think that that's a good time to take a break. I've told one leaving story. You've told one. And uh, we'll take a break right now and give us some time to 
open this next bottle of champagne. <laughs> this is not as easy as bourbon <laughs> where you just pop it open and drink it. So exactly. uh, give us a couple minutes and we'll be right back. So what you want? I want bourbon. I want scotch. Uh, you can't see us with that little, that shot about 10 feet over, hit the wall, and like, and hit producer JB. So that was uh, all of that worked out perfect, perfect for this podcast. Yeah, so baby. I, I'm poor. This is this is uh, Larry's Larry's choice. So I'll let him tell you all about it. I am gonna pour myself something. Yeah, yeah. The um, so there's the good news is that um, there's lots of opportunity uh, to get social opinions about any type of alcohol, liquor, whatever. Uh, this is Louis Below. So that would be L-O-U-I-S, Louis Below, B-O-U-I-L-L-O-T. And it's a Grand Reserve, uh, a Brute, which means it's drier. And uh, since I hate champagne, uh, it tastes nothing like my beer. But what do you think? That it got a new, good nose, a good taste. It's good. I, I don't know. I'm not a huge champagne drinker myself, but we are celebrating today, so uh, this one tastes dry, I guess, right? JB, what do you think? Has a more floral bouquet than the last one did. Yeah, this one definitely. I think has less sugar too. You can tell it's like less sweet, maybe less for the masses. I would say, and uh, more for. An aficionado type. Yeah, not bad for a two buck chuck kind of bottle. <laughs> I knew it was going to be cheap. <laughs> no, actually, it was at the high end of cheap. You know, it was only twenty dollars. Okay, let's so let's that's enough talking about cheapskate Larry here. Let's talk. Let's tell another leaving story. I know that you've got more than one uh, about people, places, things. What do you think? Yeah, you know, the the question with leaving is whether you're leaving good or you're leaving bad. Well, and let's hear so, when you left bad. Oh, man. You know, I wasn't actually prepared to talk about leaving well, bad. Well, that makes it even better. Yeah, you're exactly. not prepared. You're never prepared for anything on this podcast. You know, I that, that is true. That is true. I'm never prepared at all for leaving bad. So um, back at the turn of the century which uh, Jesse reminds me of often, that would be like 2000, uh, shortly after he was born. Uh, I was running an investment bank and venture capital fund, and uh, the dot-com bubble blew up. And so I'm the president out in the market flying around God's green earth, uh, you know, Asia, Europe, all of America, trying to raise $30 million for our fund. And, um, you know, the, the, in April of 2000, the market blew up. Uh, the bubble burst, as they would say. The internet.coms collapsed. And so instead of uh, getting a meeting, you know, everywhere I called, I couldn't even buy a meeting, you know, by, by June of 2000. So I convened a, uh, a meeting of the executive staff. There was uh, eight of us. Uh, that covered the venture capital group, the investment bank group, and our consulting and development group. At which point the room got very divisive. You know, this was like a, a good day in Congress where there were half the people thought that this bubble breaking was just a, um, 
you know, a temporary thing and everything would come back. And there was the other half, uh, which was led by me, uh, that said, no, this is, you know, this is broke. I mean, we, you know, we're, you know, we're gone. So the, the leaving part was that, you know, I had a, you know, huge contract, you know, big six figures. I had uh, serious equity in the company. And, uh, and it was an issue of leaving the company. And boy, did it get ugly. You know, leaving as the president of a public company, uh, legal expenses, uh, winding down certain operations. So you were the president of a publicly traded company? I was. A what NASDAQ publicly traded company called THCG. You can look at it. THC. Up on THCG. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but I was smoking something There's for sure. There's a theme here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The... Um, so uh, leaving this public company was just painful in a lot of ways. And so um, the, uh, the, the, the story of ugliness, in particular in, in the business environment, can be very serious. And it was. And I left, I don't know, probably $20 million on the table through this transaction. Wow. And the fact that um, we couldn't uh, liquidate assets because the market blew up, and uh, so that was that was ugly. But um, so, why don't we talk? Why don't we flip this for you, Jesse? Well, because some, you've got. I'll let you flip it in a second. But someday yeah. we're going to have to figure out how you get, went from being the president of a publicly traded company to doing this shitty podcast with me. <laughs> we need to cover the in between there. Well, uh, just the quick there answer. There seems to be a lot to unpack. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack, but. Yeah, the the, um, the 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 snarky answer I give to people is I made a lot of money with my in, internet company going public. That was a public company as well, and then I lost a lot of money with this investment bank and venture capital money. Gotcha. And the third thing is my personal branding quote. Uh, if you find me, you stalk me online and stuff. My personal branding quote is passionately curious. And Jesse, you're a curiosity beyond belief. <laughs> I'm a curiosity? You are a curiosity. I don't even know what that means. I'm, I, so, I always say, that, you know, if you've, if you've ever seen the movie Shrek, right. Shrek says he has onions. I, I, I would say I have an onion as well. I have lots of layers. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. And so I, what I wanted to do is, is flip it, uh, not so much about leaving, but as we close out this, you know, this episode of the podcast... I was hoping to flip it to uh, Jesse to say, let's not talk about leaving. Let's talk about coming. The, like, the new thing. <laughs> well, you did that. On the champagne lid. What do you mean, Larry? You did that about nine months ago, but next, <laughs> next week, Almost. you're going to be welcoming yes. uh, something. I will, yes. So next week, we're recording two podcasts today because next Friday... My wife is scheduled to be induced, and we're having a little baby girl. Uh, hopefully, we make it till Friday. It could be any time from now between there, but hopefully, we do make it till Friday. So, we'll be having our third child. We have two boys right now, five-year-old and three-year-old, and we're going to be welcoming nameless baby girl hit uh, with the nickname of Cookie right now <laughs> because my three-year-old has been calling her Cookie the entire time. <laughs> so, yeah, so... I hope it's not a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I don't know. Is that some kind of joke in there? <laughs> yeah. Larry's only funny to himself. Exactly. Um, but yeah, when so he's drunk. There will be a 
another hit baby coming into the world uh, next Friday. So we either do the podcast. I might call in from the hospital if my wife allows it, which I highly doubt that's going to happen. So we'll, we'll have to skip a week. But yeah, so there's a lot going on in my life coming <laughs> and going at the same time. Uh, new baby, new job. Time to roll the dice, I guess. But and that, on that note, let's let's sip our final champagne here, and then we'll have some closing thoughts. How about that? Yeah. So so you can't see this, but he's got a bottle of what we call fishnet. Uh, and if you're a French, you'd call it fishnet. Fishnet. Oh, so you know you know what this is? Yeah, fishnet. Oh, I didn't even know. This is not, but this is uh, Spanish. Yeah. Okay. It's from Spain, Cordon Negro. So it's not champagne. It's it's brut cava. Yeah, cava means champagne in Spanish. Yeah, yeah but it's not subject to the right. The uh, what you would call it, the Treaty of eighteen uh, or nineteen thirty four. You know the famous line from Pretty Woman that champagne has to come from France. The south of France. Well, the first one we drank is from California. So right. Anyways, um, let's All right. uh, let's. Cheers to this, our last one, uh, episode three coming to a close here, but we do have a question from the audience. Okay. So this one goes out to Larry from Jackson in Carlisle, Kentucky. And the question is, last episode you talked about a lot of the Mad Men days in Madison Avenue. Um, Can you tell us one more quick story to close the episode to talk about? about Mad, A- Mad Ave and, and being a young, blooming advertising person at that time. Wow. You know, what's so funny here is our, our listener from Carlisle. Um, I'm going to Carlisle for the first time in my life on Monday. Are you really? And I am because I was I'm going to a company that makes a product for bed bugs, of all things. So, you know, one of these days we're going to talk about getting bit in bed. Um, in the worst possible way. The only bed bugs uh, producer JB knows about are crabs. That's <laughs> 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 a funny but true story. Okay, we're gonna explore that one next. So give episode. us a give us a quick two minute story uh, from the Madison Avenue days. Well, you know there there are so many. Um, the one I always kind of lead into, which I'm not going to do here because I've been uh, advised by well, several local people, in and you haven't told us anything and, about the story. And, Exactly, and the the um, the agency I worked at had an annual sex contest, and the sex contest was all about who you wanted to sleep with. So there was about a hundred and ten of us uh, in the early days. Did That's, you tell this story last time? I might have. But, I don't, I've um, heard it four times, so I can't remember exactly where and when it happened. Yeah, exactly. But actually, I wasn't going to talk about that one. Okay. The uh, the one I was going to talk about uh, because it involves leaving. Was the time the sex contest? Yeah, more about coming. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And uh, the one about leaving was I was I was working on uh, various uh, consumer products, one being Ziploc bags. And so uh, in the early '80s, uh, President Ronald Reagan fired all the air traffic controllers. And that uh, morning, uh, we we our team of four of us. We're in Indianapolis visiting our client, and uh, we got notice that the air traffic controllers were all fired. We didn't have cell phones back then. We just had a secretary walk in and announce that all the flights were canceled. So we were in Indianapolis with no desire to stay, 
and uh, need, wanted to get back to New York City. So we proceeded to uh, take our rental car and drive north to Chicago. And the air traffic controllers uh, in Chicago and New York were fully operational because they had backup. Even though they were fired, they still worked. And so the, um, the, the, the story of leaving Indianapolis and heading to, New York, uh, to Chicago was interesting for two reasons. One is that um, people were allowed to, uh, to walk through security uh, in an inconsequential way, meaning there was no such thing as a TSA. Well, this is so, yeah, pre-9-11. Yes, very, very pre. I mean, we're talking 80s. Yeah, and so uh, I happen to have had a, um, a a a small hand rolled cigarette in my wallet, <laughs> and I'm in the car with three other people. One of them silly cigs. Yeah, one of the silly cigs, and I'm with three other people. I'm the driver, I'm with three other people. And what was odd was not the fact that we were smoking in the rental car. What was odd is that my three compatriots driving with a Roman Catholic were all Jewish. And for some reason, we got on the topic of, um, of Judaism, and specifically um, the kosher dietary laws. Was this before or after you smoked your silly cig? Well, it was kind of during. Gotcha. You know, um, but we got on the topic of kosher dietary laws, at which point my first love, who I probably might have married, uh, but didn't, of course. Uh, you the heard one that, that got story. away. That's another episode. <laughs> That's another episode. The one that got away. And, uh, and she was kosher. And so that's part of the, the reason she got away. <laughs> she, was a, she was a pickle? <laughs> so, the, uh, so for about an hour, I schooled these three New York Jews on kosher dietary laws, which was hugely amusing. For me and for them, that I knew all about this stuff because I'd been schooled by my former girlfriend. Is that the whole story? Uh, yeah, that's enough of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, can't, I, I don't hey, have to talk about the two hey, in the back seat. Speaking of leaving, <laughs> I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. Episode Here's, three. Cheers.